When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. As if things could not get worse for the Cowboys fans, you wake up to the news, or maybe you heard it last night. Mike McCarthy is sticking around as the head coach, signaling that this is an unserious team that does not actually care about winning Super Bowls. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. A lot going on. You want to know what I've realized about this move? And as you and I have talked about it here this morning, and we'll continue to do so, and we want to hear from the Cowboy fans. I don't think this is met with the type of reaction Jerry Jones thought it was going to be met with. You know, a lot of times people like to keep, or, or Jerry seems to like to keep coaches around to deflect a lot of the blame from Jerry, right? You have a human shield, sort so to speak, that because the... GM is the owner. You have a coach who's a lot more visible on the sidelines you can point to and blame. And boy, did we blame him for that loss to the Packers, and I think rightfully so. This has all been Jerry-related. Like, every response we've gotten so far, everything you and I have talked about this morning, I think Mike McCarthy is now actually an afterthought. It's like, all right, whatever. Mike McCarthy, of course you can't win with that guy. Jerry is the problem. I, I think Jerry's going to be surprised the backlash he's going to receive to this. Yeah, I mean, the structure of the Cowboys has kept them from winning a Super Bowl. I think a lot of people, I've said that for a long time. You have. Jerry is not going to win a Super Bowl if he's this uh, sort of hands-on with the team. It's just the way it is. I think you're right. People are pointing that out more than the fact that Mike McCarthy can't win a big game. But the reality is I don't know that, that Jerry is actually aware of that. I, I think he will not hear that criticism. Well, I mean, this because is a guy who's extremely aware of his image. But it's not new that Jerry should keep his hands off the team, and he's never done that before. I mean, the dude is doesn't seem to care about okay, that but part of it. He would. I think he, there was always blame to be shared. Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, go back to Jason Garrett. We can go back to Tony Romo. We can go back to Jessica Simpson. We can go back to T.O. I mean, there was always somebody who you could, who he could blame and you could look at and say, well, if this and this and this, and I don't think that's happening now because I think people understand who McCarthy is. I'm going to use an example here and I realize what I'm doing here is kind of crude. So I do not mean to, this is not meant to disrespect Mike McCarthy. I'm simply using this as an example. If you have a dog that keeps going to the bathroom on the floor, at some point you got to stop blaming the dog. It's the owner who's not housebreaking the dog correctly, right? So at some point, you got to stop blaming head coaches and blaming quarterbacks and all that. And it's on the top. It's on the head. And that used to be blame, and that's Jerry Jones in this analogy. This used to be blame that used to be divvied up. What I'm seeing now is that no one wants to divvy up the blame anymore. They, The Cowboy fan wants to put it squarely on Jerry's shoulders, and that's new. I don't know if that's new. Like they were blaming Jason Garrett, were they? 
Because everyone knew Jerry kept Jason Garrett along uh, around probably three years too long. Oh, but made fun of Jason Garrett. He's the clapper. He's this. He's that. You know, Jer- like there was parts yeah. of of the Blaine where Garrett would get the shrapnel, and it's like Jerry. I think got spared a little bit. But everyone said what you were saying that Jerry likes having a yes man there. That's that's not new. Right, that everyone is knowing that Jerry wants, and so the Mike McCarthy is Jason Garrett all over again. That's why we should have seen this that that Jerry wants a guy who will do what he wants right there because Jerry thinks that he can do it on his own. I I, I understand what you're saying; it is coming down on him, but I kind of feel like we all knew that. No, yeah. Again, I think you divvied up a lot of the blame, and and, and to be fair, in the aftermath of the loss to the Packers, I blame Mike McCarthy. I, you blame Dan Quinn. I mean, you have to. You got to put blame on Dak Prescott as well. I mean, all the major players get the blame, but this feels unforgivable in some ways for Jerry because you can't keep preaching Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Give people the hope. Have the number two overall seed have a home playoff game and lose to the youngest team in the NFL and look unprepared, punched in the mouth, whatever you want to say. This Jerry himself called it the worst loss that he experienced. And so I think the Cowboy fans are saying, well, why are we experiencing these heartbreaking losses where you had many to choose from? on whether this was the most heartbreaking yeah. and that's because of Jerry. It's it, it like the buck stops with him. It's he's got to wear all yeah. of this now. But I think a lot of Cowboys fans said same old Cowboys. Nobody was shocked that this happened, right? What did we say coming into this year? I everybody, well I said a million, they're going to be 12 and 5 and fall short in the playoffs. That's their, sort of their thing. Right, but that's I, what they do best. I get it. But I think the wins were were I think you and I fell into this. We really believed Mike McCarthy was going to be out. Like you really thought you were yeah, going to yeah. get a signal here that twelve and five, but flaming out early in the playoffs was not going to be good enough. Right? And they told you last night, no, no, no. The post the postseason does not matter. It's all about the regular season. That's not what they're saying. I think so. I I think you completely wrong about Jerry Jones. He desperately wants to win, but there is this thing about him. <laughs> I don't know this loyalty or this weirdness. I think he honestly thinks he and Stephen. And Mike McCarthy can turn this around. I think he has enough self-delusion that he thinks he can win a Super Bowl the way it's going. I don't think he's bringing back Mike McCarthy to go 12-5 and again. I think he thinks they're close. Oh, I don't. I think he's kicking sand in the eyes of the Dallas Cowboy fan. Jerry, oh my God. He's dangling the carrot out there for you guys. And everyone keeps like, you know, blindly sort of following it. Like, yeah, Super Bowl team. And, you know, to be honest, this is a Super Bowl roster. And that's the part no. of it that is the most. Jerry built this roster. You know that. Yeah, I. You this think is... he? You think Jerry is such a great GM? He built a Super Bowl roster. I think this is this roster definitely has enough talent to win the Super Bowl. And you brought Mike McCarthy in. Maybe it was all wrong from the beginning. But you brought Mike McCarthy in not to go twelve and five. You yeah, brought I him mean... in to win a Super Bowl for you. Really? Yes. I mean, they were. What were they the year before McCarthy got there? Well, they had kind of spiraled to an eight and eight sort of situation. Yeah, I I don't think that necessarily they were. When McCarthy got there, no one's saying, oh, Mike McCarthy's going to win a Super Bowl. Did we? Mike, yeah. No. Remember, Dak got hurt the first year, and no, Andy no, no, Dalton no. played. Mike McCarthy was not a hot. He was not Bill Belichick this year. Mike McCarthy was kind of down. Everyone's like, oh, you're bringing Mike McCarthy, guy who was on his couch last year. McCarthy was definitely way down as far as reputation goes. But had the Super Bowl pedigree. Kind of. Okay, so why do you hire a head coach? If it's not to win a Super Bowl, what is the point? Well, 
McCarthy immediately turned around the offense, got them back on track. He's good at that. Okay, and then, great. So regular season wins. No, I, I, I can't explain why he's bringing back. He is not getting teams prepared for the playoffs, but Garrett wasn't even doing the regular season wins. They were not 12-5 and five, three years in a row under Jason Garrett. So first he had to get back to being a playoff team. That was quite important. Now, so McCarthy gets there, and he gets to a certain level. He's looking around, and, and I think Jer, uh, Jerry said, you know, my options aren't quite as strong as everyone says they are because you're talking about what? Harbaugh, yeah. Rabel, and Belichick? I don't think he's hiring Jim Harbaugh because that's a lot of ego in one room. And I don't think Vrabel's as exciting to him as everyone else. Yeah, and of, Belichick is old. Think about what you just said though, yeah. about Jim Harbaugh, not hiring him. Why? Not because he's not a good candidate, not because he might be better at this than Mike McCarthy. It's because there's too much ego in the room. Yeah, no doubt. That is so deflating. If you are a cowboy fan, because again, this is why it falls the feet of Jerry. Because you're actively working against your own franchise if you won't bring in or even entertain a more talented coach because it doesn't match with your ego. Like, Well, I have to say, if you're a Cowboy fan who just figured that out and didn't realize it in 1994 when he fired Jimmy Johnson, then you're not a, a savvy Cowboys fan. He's been doing this for three decades, Maggie. I know, but Perloff, he was always able to share the blame. And I think hmm. he wanted uh, he wants a head coach around who can take some of that blame away from him. And I'm here to let him know the Cowboy fans aren't going to do that this time. Like, they're not going to... Mike McCarthy losing is now, like, a given. Mm -hmm. You've watched it three years in a row. There's nothing that's going to change. So I think Jerry is not understanding what he just did to alienate the fan base. <laughs> I think I'm, Cowboys fans... I mean, he kicked out Jimmy Johnson. They know the drill here. You know there's been a whole generation of fans since that happened. Cowboys fans never forget. There, There's old Cowboys fans are still mad that he fired Tom Landry. I think everyone knows the drill with Jerry Jones. He kept Jason Garrett around for so long. Yeah. They, they know what's going on here. No one's being surprised today by Jerry Jones. Uh, I disagree. I think this was surprising. To Cowboys fans? I don't think so. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Nathan is in York, Pennsylvania. Hey, Nathan, what's up? Hey, I, I, I mean, when you look at this roster, the Cowboys roster, I, I don't know. If you look, where do you really want to improve at aside from, I mean, the quarterback play? They got a top five defense. They got an amazing receiving core. I mean, the talent is there. I, I think that they're in win-now mode, and I mean – if if you put Andy Reid on that team, do you think that Andy Reid was going to be forcing the ball to C.D. Lamb? I, I don't think so in that situation. I think it was predictable, and I, I don't know. I think it when you really look at – I know a lot of times we blame the head coaches and stuff too easily, but when you look at it, that's a that's a very good roster. Uh, I mean, if, if you put, you know, take a, the Mahomes and uh, Reid analogy, put them on that team, that's a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, so. I totally – you don't think that – first of all, the O-line's getting a little creaky – that you can run, the D-line is not big enough to stop the run, and that receiving core, is, you think it's an outstanding receiving core? Yeah, sure. Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, mm. uh, Brandon Cook. Those are, those Jake are. Ferguson. I, I, I'm with Nathan on this one. Look at what the Chiefs, their receiving core is a major Achilles heel, and who's saying they can't beat Buffalo this well, weekend in Buffalo? Like, they could go easily back to the Super Bowl. When Dak throws it to anyone besides C.D., it is he's seriously risking a bobble interception. I mean, that's been the problem. Is Nathan, thank you for the phone that call. That Dak doesn't trust anyone except C.D. Lamb. That's what happened last year against the Niners. In a big moment, those guys are just not coming up big. Okay. 
And that's where, again, you criticize Mike McCarthy for that because you're, A, never going to have a perfect roster, and B, you've got to find a way to get other guys open, make this a little easier for Dak Prescott, all the things that the Texas coast was supposed to do for you. And I'm going to disagree. Like, you can't say that was not a storyline all year that the offensive line is crumbling. Like, they well, have- the offensive line has had so many different formulations over the last two years because they guys are coming in and out a lot. That's yeah, but we're talking about this year. We're talking yeah. about going into Even that this year. No, game. they had a lot of different starting lineups okay, throughout the year. They've Packer been in game? and out. That was not. That was that. That was not well, he's a saying, story. He's saying it's Super Bowl team. I'm just telling you that that offensive line it's getting old, long in the tooth. That's definitely like saying if you're looking at next year, like you can't count on these guys anymore. Tyron Smith and Zach Martin are mid 30s. Okay, but they got Tyler Smith. They got Biadage, whatever pronounce his name. These, it's not like they're all super old. I, yeah. I think they've done a good job there. I'm not. And also, I'm not by the way, you're like all that, that talent. Jake Ferguson. I mean. Yeah, he played really well, but in part because Dak is great throwing to tight ends. I don't, who was Jake Ferguson before this year? And Gallup hasn't been the same since his injury, and Brandon Cooks did not come up big. Well, I mean, Dalton Schultz is still alive in the playoffs. Maybe they should have kept him around. Uh, let's go to Levi's in Arkansas. Hey, Levi, what's up? Hey, what's up, Maggie? Um, long-time Cowboy fan here, almost 40 years. Um, that was the worst loss we've taken in playoff history. And the the Green Bay Packers have a better record in Jerry World than we do in the playoffs. So, to me, that is that, – I, I don't know. That's just a fireball offense. And I think, like, after we finally shed this 50-year hype train that's been around us, we might win a Super Bowl. So I think at this point there's too much pressure on the players. Jerry's an egomaniac. Uh, Mike McCarthy's too soft. You know, I, I there's just so many problems, and it's almost unforgivable at this point. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be okay. So, thanks for <laughs> taking my call. No, Levi, I get it. And I think, you know, again, <laughs> you're pointing to Jerry. Because if you're saying there's too much hype around the team, the hype's not earned, deserved, whatever, who's the mouthpiece that's out there with you can't go – five minutes without Jerry Jones weighing in on something, you know? It's like what the Jets fans experience this year with Aaron Rodgers. When you have somebody who's that out there and who's creating this much around them, you that's what the person wants. Like, Jerry could not do radio interviews. He could disappear tomorrow. He doesn't want to. Yeah, I mean, and I think the caller had a great point. Did the pressure of all the expectations get to that team? Green Bay was playing with house money. You could see that. They were loose as all get out. Uh, I wonder, <laughs> this hype train, we talk about all the ratings and all the popularity and all the attention. Is that actually one of the things that's hurting them? Because it could be. They look nervous. Like, they knew, like, God, we really can't lose. Where the Packers said, hey, let, well, might as well try and win. I, I don't see any of that in Dallas. Mike is in West Virginia. Good morning, Mike. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. What's up? Well, a few things. There's so many things you can touch on. I'm, I'm a longtime Cowboy fan as well. I'm very frustrated. Uh, you can see on YouTube all the people that showed how they felt about it last night when that when that decision was made. Um, you can talk about the Shanahan tree of coaches that uh, Mike McCarthy simply just can't beat. Um, there's so many things that you can touch on right now with this team. And I, the last uh, you had a couple a caller a couple a uh, couple calls ago. He had mentioned about the roster being really good. Look, our, our team is a good team, okay? Yeah. It's not a great team. The defense needs some work. There, there are a few pieces from, from being a great defense, 
the offense, they need more than C.D. Lamb and, and um, Ferguson. Uh, Pollard wasn't the guy that they thought he was going to be. The other receivers didn't really show up. I mean, Brandon Cooks occasionally. Yeah. But where was Michael Gallup all year? I mean, my gosh, they paid him a lot of money. He didn't really do anything. Um, all these things. But I, what I want to say is, is Jerry Jones, uh, when he bought this team, he had to make a splash. He did that with Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. And they won Super Bowls. They were great. And they got everybody's attention. He's been doing this, leading us along. I agree, the whole dangling the carrot thing. He's a businessman. Yeah. And business is booming, whether you have a Super Bowl or not. Yeah. So that's all I wanted to say. I I think we're just frustrated, and it's not going anywhere. And, you know, that's just what it is. Yeah. I mean, Mike, I feel you. And I get that disappointment, the frustration. It's like you're stuck in neutral. It's not mediocrity necessarily because you are winning 12 games, but – it's just uninspired. So let me ask you as a businessman, why is it a good move to bring back Mike McCarthy from a business standpoint? I think from a business standpoint, I think the juggernaut of the Cowboys continues or this is a misstep from Jerry. You know, Jerry, I, I don't think he's reading the room on this. And to be honest, I think he's been off for quite a bit because he used to be over risky and take on too much risk. Now he's not taking enough and he's not finding the medium here, the, the middle. I think he's been off uh, doing the math six twenty nine years. <laughs> five five two one two. <laughs> Nothing is this, everything you say now. You can say in nineteen ninety four, and we will say in two thousand thirty four. Um, okay, your phone calls on the Cowboys are welcome at eight five five two one two four CBS. It is Thursday, which means we dive into sports's greatest what ifs and what could have beens. It's called the multiverse of Maggie and Perloff, and it comes your way in just moments. Don't move. Back on Maggie and Perloff. All right, it is Thursday, which means Maggie and Perloff multiverse, where we look at how the sports world could have changed. Uh, if just one little thing had gone differently, and today's a good one. Wait, I think. Hold on, before yeah. you say it. Oh, we have music. Sorry. Exploring sports' biggest what ifs and could have beens. Let's dive into the multiverse of Maggie and Perloff. So when we started doing the multiverse, I think this is the first one we had. When we were we were brainstorming this idea, I seem to remember that the one we're going to do, which you can announce, is sort of one of the two or three biggest ones in our brains, how the whole sports world could have changed on a dime 15 years ago. Today's question, the multiverse of Maggie and Perloff, what if Nick Saban had never left the Miami Dolphins and gone to coach Alabama? Okay, from both sides of this is kind of like earth-shattering consequences. So you go, you have Nick Saban goes to the Dolphins, 2005. They actually went nine and seven the first year. The next year they went six and ten. Very famously, uh, Nick Saban said that he wanted Drew Brees as the quarterback. There was a trade, maybe even in place for Drew Brees, but it got nixed by the Miami Dolphins medical staff. They end up going with Dante Culpepper instead. He ended up getting injured in that season where Joey Harrington started 11 games in 2006, and ultimately Nick Saban ends up leaving for Alabama, but not before he had sort of publicly made a declaration that he wanted to stay at Miami. Guys, do we have the Nick Saban sound? 
And I don't know how else I can say it, guys. I've said it three different occasions. Well, then I guess I have to say it. I'm not going to be the Alabama coach. I think I've said this over and over and over. And this is part of the reason why we don't believe coaches, uh, because they lie to us. Nick Saban's not the only one. Uh, so, of course, Saban goes to Alabama. The rest is history with six national titles. Well, I think we have our answer to what happens here because we're seeing it in real time unfold. What's Alabama like without Nick Saban? And the answer is they are not Alabama. Okay, first of all, they haven't played a game yet with Kalen DeBoer. So let's stop writing the obituary for Alabama quite yet. It's 65% written. I mean, what? who's going to win them football games? They're all leaving. I just saw uh, the mascot enter the transfer portal yesterday. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> it th- is so bad. But look at the records before Nick Saban got there. They were 6-7 and seven with Mike Shula, uh, and Shula got fired midseason. They were 10-2 and two the year before that, 6-6. Six and six. Get ready. I'm telling you right now, they are not going to be Alabama anymore. Nick Saban made that program. I, I'm sorry. I, I know Alabama has a rich history, and maybe they would have found another great coach, but we would not have had a national title Alabama team. And honestly, I don't think Nick Saban would have done anything in Miami either because he just didn't have the team around him. Uh, Randy Muller was his GM. They were not building a championship team. So it would have been a little bit like Belichick in Cleveland. I just don't think I don't think the Saban thing ever happens I think eventually he would have left Miami and gone to a different college and won there. He is suited to college, and he was going nowhere in the pros, and Alabama was going nowhere without him. That's exactly what would happen here. You know, listen, Saban did one of the classic, Now, I think in the moment we didn't know it as much, but it turned out to be a classic mistake, which is nobody should have entered the AFC East while Brady and Belichick were in their prime. It was an impossible giant to slay. And the dominance and the stranglehold that they had, I don't even think Nick Saban, for as brilliant as a coach as he is, I don't even think he would have been able to put a dent into what was a runaway freight train of AFC East, just complete destruction. So I think the timing of him entering the division would have been bad. I don't know if he would have figured it out at another NFL stop. You know, I, 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 I'm not sure about that, but I know for certain I don't think that Alabama would have been able to, they wouldn't nearly have been what they are today if Saban doesn't go there, right? Yeah, I mean, won a championship at LSU. Just a little counter argument. Rex Ryan made a little bit of a dent with the Jets. And so if Rex Ryan can do it, couldn't Nick Saban have done it? Because the Patriots were a little bit down between 07 and 11. I just, I don't know. I'm not sure I totally agree with that. But two, two, they took him out in the playoffs once. Right, And the Jets went to back-to-back AFC championship games. We're talking about 17 division titles. No, like, I just think that part of the reason was because of the incredible incompetence around the rest of the division. I think if a, chicken a, or the egg. A, a, exactly. I think a competent coach might have been able to make a dent there. But that Miami team, I remember that Nick Saban team. They were not good. Well, the se- as Saban said, the second that they didn't sign Drew Brees, it was over. So I, I don't. He would have had a string of mediocrity and went back to a different college. Uh, assume Alabama found a different coach. He probably would have led. I don't know. Maybe he goes to Michigan and turns them into a champion, or maybe uh, Ohio State or something. So I think he would have been back. Doesn't he seem more suited for college? I think the spirit of this, he was never going to win in the NFL. I don't know what it is. I think Nick Saban was born to be a college coach. Yeah, I mean, I'll agree with you on that. And obviously the hardware would back that up. He had already was a winner at LSU, then tried the NFL, and it didn't work. I mean, do you think that the Miami Dolphins, who haven't won a playoff game in 
I mean, we're talking a long time here, right? Haven't won a home playoff game probably in even longer. Maybe we're going back to Dan Marino with a home playoff game. And I don't know if Saban would have still been that bad. Uh, yeah, you could be right. Uh, but I don't think – it didn't feel like he was going to last there, though. Um, you know, here's a question. If Drew Brees was their quarterback, Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, well, that's another big what if. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if, if he'd gotten the right quarterback, could he have won? But I don't know. My I'm playing Monday morning quarterback here. My hunch is no, that he was not designed for the NFL. Uh, Andrew, I'll tell Andrew you, he Bogish. was designed for Alabama, though. Wait, yeah. when's the last time they won a playoff game? I haven't realized the... Miami yeah. Dolphins, It's I think the last time they won a home playoff game was Dan Marino. you got to double-check me on that. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm looking back. It's I think we're talking 25 years ago. Wow. EJ can get on that as Bogus is here with headlines. You want to weigh in our multiverse here? Uh, I'm with Perloff on the fact that he's just not an NFL coach. Mm. That it just would not have worked out at some point in the future if he stayed initially that it still would have been like, okay, this is not for me. I don't know that he would have the same success if the perfect storm would have existed somewhere else two years after the fact, but he's just not an NFL coach, which is fine. They're two completely different jobs. He's supposed to be in college football. Yeah, I mean, we've seen the same thing with Steve Spurrier was not an NFL coach. Most of the Urban Meyer was definitely not an no. NFL yeah, coach. Yeah, but Pete Carroll. But here's the thing about Urban Meyer, as awful as that was in Jacksonville, if he got a second shot at it, do you think he's not making no. anywhere close to those same mistakes? He'd be a fool if he was making those no, same no, no, mistakes. No. no, no. Urban's part of Urban's mastery is he just destroys the recruiting trail too. I, I think and Nick Saban's a great recruiter. Yeah. It's a it's a completely different. By the skill way, set. Miami Dolphins the last time they won a playoff game, two thousand. Yeah. Peyton, what about Man, Peyton home, Manning. Was what about home playoff game? That was, I believe, a home playoff. But that game. was a home playoff yes. game. Okay. So it's Ooh. been a while. Gosh, I didn't realize they were such a bad franchise. Oh, yeah. You're right. Well, yeah, they've had yeah, they they they've basically been non existent when it comes to Super Bowl contention. And it was weird because when they got Saban, there was the idea that okay, it looks like they're really moving in the first in the right direction. First year, nine and seven with Gus Farrat playing yeah. quarterback. And then the just house of cards came down. Bogus has got some headlines. Hello. Guys, not one, but two last-moment shots in the NBA last night. Anfordy Simons got the Blazers a rare win. Bounce pass into Simons. Clock starts to run. Down to three. Simons takes off. He drives. He floats it up. And got it! With two-tenths of a second left in the Blazers' lead. 105-103. Timeout, Brooklyn. That's Travis Demers on Blazers Radio. Portland snapping a four-game skid with a 105-103 decision over the Nets. Before that, it was... DeJounte Murray in Atlanta. DeJounte drives, trying to catch the Magic off guard. Pulls up for a two-pointer and makes it right at the buzzer. And the Hawks win. DeJounte Murray just saved the day for the Hawks. They win it at the buzzer. Steve Holman on Hawks Radio Atlanta sneaking past Orlando 106-104. The Pelicans hit a team record 25 threes in a 132-112 knockdown of the Hornets. The Knicks outscored the Rockets 109-94. And the Raptors boat race the Heat 135-95 hours after dealing Pascal Siakam to the Pacers. The veteran forward reportedly ready to talk extension with Indy. Men's College Hoops, top-ranked UConn, took care of number 18 Creighton, 62-48. Head coach Dan Hurley is taking their first number one in 15 years 
very seriously. Somebody should have to pry it out of our, our, our lifeless body and our dead hands. I mean, we, we should oh. have, we should play so hard to keep this thing right now that somebody's got to rip it out of our lifeless body. Uh, so cap or no cap, that's <laughs> the riz of a serial killer? Wow. Oh, wow. That is, it's like, they should have to uh, put us in a body bag and then put that body bag six feet underground and then... Then they yeah. can take it from I'd us. set us on fire just to make sure we can't come back from the dead. And then maybe you could have the number one ranking. Yeah, if, there's cares. A, if there's an ice pick around, pick that up and drive it straight through our hearts. That's what you're going to have to do. If you don't burn us like the guys in Game of Thrones, we're going to come back to life. Frozen blue eyes and take the number one ranking back. That's awesome. Now, in the early nightcap, Bobby's Arizona State team took a 68-66 home loss from UCLA. ASU was called for four techs in the second half of a chippy game. The Bruins shooting nine more free throws as the visitors. So, Danny, unhappy post game. We're the bad guys. So say hello to the bad guys. You may never see a bad guy like us again, but that's who we were tonight. We were the bad guys. So I'm sure no one else said anything except us all night. I got his name right once, not twice. Uh, that's Bobby Hurley, obviously, yeah. and uh, they're the bad guys. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, Bobby Hurley once admitted that he drinks three Red Bulls before each game. It feels like it. Oh, you watched him coach on the sidelines? He looks like it. I, I'm sure that's like, healthy. <laughs> how how are you not just like levitating over the bench <laughs> at that point? I guess it's so funny because I know her. Of course, Bobby Hurley played for Coach K, who was just like this stoic figure on the sidelines. Uh, but mm. I mean, well, Coach wait, K gets not, that. Gets not like Bobby Hurley. I mean, he's kind of you know, know like, what? He's he's like the the standard what, what college basketball coach is supposed to be. But Bobby is his dad. He is not Coach K because his dad was like this. Yes. You know, coach of course high school basketball yeah. in New Jersey. You think the the point guard, the basically the the point guard for Duke basketball would be a little more cool, but no. that's not Bobby Hurley. I mean, <laughs> no, I, I just I think three Red Bulls. Like I don't know what else, and I'm just saying Red Bull, but it could be any energy drink. What could you do that's worth? Like I'm I'm not even kidding. Like, smoking an entire pack of cigarettes, like is that worse than three Red Bulls? But you guys remember thirty games a, a season? Do you guys remember Daryl Armstrong of the Orlando Magic? Yeah. yeah. He would drink an entire pot of coffee and four chocolate bars before each game. Yeah, that doesn't seem good either. Yeah, that, that's like, yeah, because you get dehydrated, right? Well, no, it just gets you, it's like uh, amphetamines. It gets yeah, you right. so high. Caffeine. And like, look at baseball players used to use greenies, right? I mean, yeah, but nobody said. You got to be in the zone. I'm saying that's, that's definitely not healthy. I got to tell you, I am a little worried because I drink a lot of coffee. What's worse, coffee or Red Bull? Which has more caffeine? I think oh, the God, energy drinks Red have Bull. more caffeine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. By a lot, yeah. Okay. Have you ever had a Red Bull? I've had many Red Bulls, oh. but Starbucks, to me, Starbucks, the caffeine level in a Starbucks is huge. Red Bull is my go-to bar drink. It's part of my go-to bar wow. drink. Wow. Well, because oh, I, yeah. I, I don't drink alcohol, so I stole it from Chad Ochocinco. Oh. Gives you a little buzz. Keep up with everybody. Yeah, well, Chad, Chad Johnson does a, a cranberry juice and Red Bull. That is his go-to. And Ooh. I was like, I'm going to steal that. That explains a lot. Yeah. Um, that sounds delicious. When I was, it's pretty good. When yeah. I was a bartender uh, in New York City, I always used to think this was the funniest move. It'd be like bars in New York are open until 4 a.m. So it would be last call, like, you know, 3.30, whatever, 3.45. And some people would come up and be like, you know what? I just need one for the road. You know, just give me like a Red Bull and vodka. I'm like, for the road? <laughs> That's like... <laughs> 
I mean, for the rocket ship, you mean, not for the road. Yeah. That's that is a tough one. Nobody's driving generally in New York, so it's you know, and you shouldn't anyway. But it was always fun yeah. to me. It's like oh, I just want for the road. Just give me a Jaeger bomb to go. I'm like a Jaeger. <laughs> Do you bomb. ever go to sleep when you get home? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I don't think they're going home. Well, yeah. So Red Bull has 111 milligrams per can. A 16 ounce Starbucks has 260 milligrams of coffee. Oh my gosh! Yeah, really? Starbucks packs it in. That's why there's a line around the corner. We're all <laughs> that's junkies. Crazy. Yeah, we're all. 16 ounces is actually huge. That's though. a massive. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that, that's a big one. But still, I think Starbucks coffee has more more caffeine than anything you're going to find out there. That's you why get, like, we, you gotta get like a, one of those like Colombian coffees that like I had a teacher once who was like. He was crazy. The, cafe, the little he, cafe. Yeah, he gets it. He got it imported. He was like, <laughs> "I'm not doing your Starbucks crap. I'm, I'm, I'm getting the real stuff." And I believed him because he was crazy. All time great, David Letterman, uh, top ten line, uh, top ten signs you're drinking too much coffee was you're passing everybody on the freeway and you're not in a car. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a great line. Bogus, what else you got? Uh, the ACC is asking the North Carolina Supreme Court for damages from FSU for, quote, serial breaches of critical legal promises and obligations. I'll translate. The conference is mad that FSU says the conference is lame and is looking for an exit. The two have been trading legal briefs in multiple states over this argument over the last couple of weeks. And two bits <laughs> of breaking news from college football – one is there's a school called Northwestern Oklahoma State. Not Northwestern, <laughs> not Oklahoma, not Oklahoma State. Altogether, Northwestern Oklahoma State. And the D2 school has hired Jerry Glanville as defensive oh, wow. coordinator. He's not even wow. the head coach, and it's not the mid-90s. Glanville most recently coached, as we remember well, the Alabama Airborne of Major League Football. Major League football. Major League football. <laughs> Not the XFL thing or the other outdoor spring league. Major League is that football. Like, is that like basketball? Like the movie? Like <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to know. I don't have any more brain space for the Wait, Alabama Northwest Airborne. Northwest Oklahoma State. Northwestern I, Oklahoma I'm sorry. State. Pardon me. The Roadrunners. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think Rex Ryan went there. No, really? no, no. I, are you sure that's where he went? I think so. Or maybe his first coaching job was there. But Jerry Glanville's still around. That's great to hear, I guess. Jerry, I mean, we bring back the grit splits. I mean, what, what, <laughs> that's the thing I thought about. I was like, I'm sorry. If I was at this school, a D2 school. You would have no idea who Jerry Glanville was if you were this young. I'd also transfer. I'm hitting the portal. Why? There's no way. And I love Jerry Glanville. He's actually one of my favorite football characters of all time. Yeah, he's There's no way an 80-year-old. Man who has not who last coached major league football knows how to break down a RPO offense and say okay this is how we're going to attack this no chance you're going to get smoked with this guy as your, as your defensive coordinator ah uh, I mean it's division two well yeah I don't my thought was be better two. I think that's the point like yeah. you don't have a talent gap my thought was actually if you are coaching the Alabama Airborne are, is there a lot of pressure to pass the ball all the time. <laughs> You can't be like a run attack and be called the Alabama Airborne. And by the way, on the Rex Ryan school, he went to, and you're going to love this. I love this. I'm so excited for you to say Southwestern Oklahoma State. Right. I was so close. Not so, Northwestern. He went to Southwestern Oklahoma State. Wait, Am I are you sure they didn't rebrand? Aren't they no. really good at Southwestern Oklahoma State? Like, he went to like a D2 powerhouse, I seem to remember. No? I don't know. They're, he's in the Hall of Fame Where did, there, Rodman, where did Dennis Rodman go? Somewhere in Dallas, I thought. His no, but you're it was right. A community college a, in Dallas, I think. Yeah, but I thought a directional Oklahoma school too. Oh, maybe. oh he went to Southwestern Oklahoma State. Did too. he really? Yeah. Dennis did. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know why I thought it was Dallas. 
I think they're actually really so good at sports. But Northwestern, North Oklahoma State, trying to keep up with the Joneses or the Ryans and Rodmans by saying, all right, we got to get some star power in here. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Glanville, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> it's been a war between these two teams. It's a blood feud. Yeah, Who they can have... sign the bigger name? Yeah, I mean, do they have, like, uh, something that you get at the end of the rivalry game, like a, uh, you know, a bucket or something? You get a compass, <laughs> right? Northwestern, Southwestern. Like, that's the compass got to be the trophy. If it's Rex Ryan, it would be a bowl of M&M's. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Uh, yeah, a picture of his wife. Yeah, feet. there you go. <laughs> someone has I get closer. <laughs> old pair of sweat socks. Yeah, someone just old <laughs> shoe. Come on. <laughs> Actually, one coach has to give the other coach his wife's sandal. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Playing for the laundry bin here in my sweaty socks. <laughs> Do I get to sleep with your wife? No, but you can smell her feet. <laughs> 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 it's the Rex Ryan Cup. Gross. Is this what Jerry Glanville signed up for in his eighties? God bless him, though. That was the that was the first incarnation of the CBS the new CBS deal with the NFL. That was like what mid nineties when he was on that panel. Yeah, he was on NFL Today. Yeah, oh, Jerry. Oh. Jerry yeah, Glanville Jerry was yeah. awesome. He was great on television. Oh, yeah. he was an awesome coach when he's in Atlanta. It was wild scene down there. Yeah, did he coach Dion? I want to say he was the coach. Probably. Yeah, and he gets blamed for getting rid of Favre. Right. I mean, that's kind of he did a lot of things, but that was one of them. Which is like, how could you trade away Brett Favre? But Favre wasn't the guy who yeah. he became in in Green Bay. Well, I think in '90s football, I think of Jerry Glanville and Buddy Ryan, two complete psychopaths yeah. on the sidelines. <laughs> that, that's where the league was he great. Wore a cowboy hat, a black that's cowboy. Bum, that's bum. That's bum. Phillips with the cowboy hat. Yeah, but I thought the Jerry Glanville. I think wore he wore a one too. too. I think he, he also oh, tended to wear sunglasses yeah, a lot. He, he has one on black. now. It was too, the he? black hat. Yes, was you're right. Like, yeah, that was his thing, all in black, like uh, Johnny Cash. And just to close the southwestern Oklahoma State loop, uh, they are actually not a good football program, especially on the D two level. They have not made the D2 playoffs yet. Well, good thing they got Jerry in But there. now they got Jerry. Oh, no, well, this is the other. This is not the one he's at. Oh, This sorry. is the, the buddy and uh, the, so they're the Rex to, they're and Rob Ryan. They're trying to bury rival. Mm-hmm. Wait, what, what's the uh, mascot? The, the uh, Northwestern? I don't know. Volunteer. <laughs> you switched me over to the other side because of bringing up Rex Ryan. I'm sorry. I can't. They seem that. to be the Bulldogs. So they ended up there because is the Ryan family from Oklahoma. They must Buddy must be an Oklahoman. That explains a lot. Yeah, like why would they go to Southwestern Oklahoma State? They were born in Oklahoma, um, so yeah, that'd be a great movie. By the way, if you're doing the Von Ericks, do the Ryan family. <laughs> that that is, actually would be a great movie. Where's Rob? He was coaching till very recently, right? Like in the 2020s. I think maybe he Jerry was, uh, Glanville he, beat him out for the defensive <laughs> coordinator job. <laughs> he was on the Raiders staff in 2022, but nowhere this year. No, no, I think this was a one and done. Got it. Eight oh no, five, sorry, he's still there, senior defensive assistant. <laughs> I don't know how long I, mean, I don't know how much longer he'll be there. I mean Antonio Pierce may it? come in and you know shake some things up, but interesting. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. That all just happened. Uh we've got more for you, including of course the big news that Mike McCarthy is staying as the Cowboys head coach. We also had a new coach introduced yesterday, and I'll tell you what, 
It's not Bill Belichick's New England Patriots anymore, that's for sure. We'll let you hear from Gerard Mayo in just moments. Maggie and Perloff. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart. Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Yes, Sports Radio. All right, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone. All season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone, AutoZone. AutoZone's free battery testing and charging is available for free at your local AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Okay, you might convince yourself that things are going well in Alabama or things are going to be okay in Alabama because you're Alabama. But the reality of sports Maggie is that it is nearly impossible to follow a legend, especially one like Nick Saban, who might be the goat. Right. That is automatically a losing proposition. And Kellen DeBoer coming from Washington now has to deal with everybody going to the transfer portal. According to 24 seven sports, they've lost already 28 players to hit the portal, including all-American safety, Caleb Downs, and all-everything left tackle, Caden Proctor. And there are other recruits who hadn't officially gotten in the building yet that have uh, just said, no, nah, I'm not going to come to Alabama now. So it seems like this could be a really tough job. I even wonder if Jalen Milrow in the second transfer portal says, I don't want to stick around. I, I think they are screwed. We're going to see a precipitous fall in Tuscaloosa. Okay, so do you want to, where do you want to set the bar here? Like, how many yes. wins are we talking so about? So I'm saying this is their first time since really Saban's second year that they do not get the double digit wins. I, I know they play a lot of games in college football right now. I say they are below 10 wins, and I will bet anybody here that they don't hit the 10 mark. Okay, show bet. Does Alabama get to the 10 yeah. win mark? I mean, I'm. I'm I'm actually going to take that bet, and I'm going to tell you why. I, I think one of the reasons why Kalen DeBoer got this job over a lot of other qualified candidates who were part of the Saban coaching tree or had more familiarity with Alabama is because he was not known as this master recruiter when he was at Washington. He was doing this with a lot of guys who were the three stars and the four stars. Alabama's been five-star after five-star. I mean, this is what you needed, somebody who is going to be able to coach up the guys they have. Now, again, 
Are you stepping up in weight class a little bit from the Big Ten to the SEC? Or excuse me, Pac-12, soon to be Big Ten to the SEC? Yes, but like, not. it's not like, I don't think it's that big of a difference. It, it might <laughs> Oh, Listen, man. Perla, you still get to play the Vanderbilts and stuff like that. It, it, yeah. Yes, you are getting some. I'm not going to tell you that the SEC is is not the premier college football conference. Of course they are. I'm just saying, I think there are wins to be had here because DeBoer is a good coach and he's done it with guys who are not five stars in the past. I will easily take this 10 win. Okay. By the way, Alabama, a Alabama. lot of that non-five-star thing was because they got a superstar quarterback, a guy who could throw for 4,000 yards at Indiana and Michael Penix. If you could do that at Indiana, you can definitely do that at Washington. So I think he made a lot of that work. But go ahead. EJ, what's your logic? Well, they also have three wide receivers who are probably going to the NFL, too. I mean, definitely Roma Dunze is probably could be going top 10. Yeah, I'm just saying that you're saying that he could do it without great recruits. Yeah, in part because he had Penix gunning the ball all over the field. I'm not sure that that, that formula is going to work in Alabama. What are you going to say? No, I, I'm all in on Alabama. I think the boards can do a really good job there. But 10 wins, if you, I'm, I'm including the bowl game because that counts to your overall record in college football. So including right. the bowl game, they get the 10 wins because they have a lot of guys in the transfer portal right now, and that is concerning. I believe DeBoer will, one, recruit these guys back. They haven't left yet. Right. So I'd say well, 28 guys, I'd say half of those guys are on Alabama's roster next year, number one. And number two, he got lucky because he's going to be, he has the, the recruiting class they got this year, signing day just passed. Yeah. So all these kids signed their letters of intent. They can't hit the portal now. They would have to wait. They would have to wait another year. So those kids are stuck. And they had the number two recruiting class in the country. So you're going to have maybe half of these kids. You got all the guys you have still on Alabama, which is Alabama. I mean, they could the second team could beat most teams. <laughs> right. And then you get the number two recruiting class in the country. Kalen DeBoer is a mastermind offensively. I think you could scheme your way to a lot of wins in college football, especially with the talent Alabama has. I think they get the 10 wins fairly easily. Okay, look at the schedule. You got Western Kentucky, USF, then at Wisconsin for your non-conference. Listen, Georgia, that's not going to be a a lot of fun. At Vandy, South Carolina, at Tennessee, Mizzou, at LSU, then Mercer, at Oklahoma, and then, of course, you end with the Iron Bowl. There are wins on this. Don't look past Mercer. You've made that mistake. (laughs) Alabama's already lost six big-time recruits, including two five-star recruits. Five-star receiver Ryan Williams left the day, saved, and retired. And they lost the number one edge rusher in the country in Zion Grady after Saban retired. So it's falling apart. Here's the problem. Nobody in the Southeast knows who Kellen DeBoer is. Why would they stay? These guys were not recruited by Kellen DeBoer. Uh, many people pointed out that more people are going to leave in the second transfer okay. portal. It's going to be a very hard job. It's a rebuild. Okay, but you're talking about what Alabama is now a national fam, a national pool of recruits. How all, all of the quarterbacks have been from California anyway. Like you don't necessarily he can he can get his his inroads. He into might, but the he missed, He already missed the big window. I think he's going to need time. And Alabama. they're not going to give it to him. Ten wins. Now we got to put some stakes on this thing. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Big big shakeup. Big big news, rather, with the Dallas Cowboys. We explain it all. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.